part three of our roses series, I want to look at Isaiah 42, verse eight. And the Bible reads and declares and says, I am the Lord. That is my name. He says, my glory I give to no other, not my nor my praise to carved idols. I'll read it one more time and I encourage you to stay with me. It says, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory. Everybody shout glory. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Now, for the past few weeks, we've been talking on this series, Roses, and it's been around the concept of honor and giving honor. And so I want to conclude this series uh, around this concept of honor, and I believe that it's going to impact uh, your life today. And so, you know, I remember, I'll never forget this, uh, in a chapel one time, I was in college, and while I was in college and, you know, my wife and I were there, we had, we were experiencing this service. It was a worship service. It was a great service. You know, the, the, the energy was, the place was just electric. The atmosphere was charged and we just loved and enjoyed having that day, right? It was just really dope. And so this woman was up there and she was singing her tail off. I mean, she was Patricia Shirley singing, you know, she was Aretha Franklin singing like she was just going off. Just it was nuts. We we were loving it. Right. And so everybody's like, wow, we're just in it. The man and them are just like on 500. We're just we're just stoked about what's happening. And then as soon as it ended, you know, because of how great the, the performance was and how awesome that lady did in her singing, everybody starts clapping. Right. So we're clapping and, you know, we, we stand up and we get we ended up giving her a standing ovation. And this girl is going to look and say, stop clapping. You're all looking at me like, did she actually do that? Yeah. So she yells, stop clapping. No, stop clapping. D- d- don't clap. I don't don't give me any honor. That's what she starts doing. Right. And so everybody's like it turns into the slow clap. You know, that slow clap. And so then after the slow cap, it's just kind of like everybody just, you know, awkwardly sits down in their seat and they're like, what in the world is wrong with this girl? Like she, you know, we're just trying to celebrate her. We're just trying to honor her, you know, and honor the gift that God has given her. And she determined that, you know, she wanted to, to put on this thing as if, you know, she doesn't deserve for us to give her honor. And so she's telling everyone awkwardly, stop clapping. And so as you can imagine how awkward that was, I'm just telling you and you guys look awkward. So imagine if you were sitting there and experiencing this in front of hundreds of people. So, you know, the thing is this, right? When many of us hear this concept of giving honor, even you've been seeing us for these past two weeks, bringing people on the stage and honoring them after the service. And here, if you're a part of our dream team, you hear us talking about the honor circle where, you know, the people who are volunteers here at the church, we actually on Sunday morning spend some time honoring people, uh, different people who serve because we value the gift. We value the fact that on a Sunday morning, you get up and you come out and you serve. And some people, you know, you're conflicted about this because you might not do the extreme of the girl that I just, or the lady that I was just sharing about, but you're like, you know, am I allowed to be thanked? Am I allowed to be honored? Because it's God who deserves the honor, correct? And so sometimes we're conflicted and we're like, why are we honoring people? This doesn't make any sense. We shouldn't be honoring folk because God is the one that deserves the honor. Well, can I give you point number one? 
If it's okay, say, give it to me. Here we go. First point. God allows us to receive honor, not glory. (laughs) Here we go. Track with me for a sec. So God allows for us to receive honor. In fact, go ahead. Let's just get this party started. Just look at your neighbor. That's good enough to preach to him. Tell him, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. You look nice today. Tell him, God allows for you to get honor, but not glory. So there's a difference. There's a difference. And so what this what this person was thinking was happening was that we were glorifying her. Come on, somebody. But we were just clapping, giving her honor for the gift that God had placed inside of her. But don't think too much of yourself, boo-boo. We were not giving you the glory. And so there is a difference. Watch this. Honor by definition, honor by definition is high respect or esteem. And so in other words, when you give honor to somebody, you're respecting them. You're esteeming them. You're saying, you know what? I appreciate you. What it is that you've done, whether it's a service rendered, whether it's your gift, be you operating in your gift or your talent or whatever you've done. I honor you for such things. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, there's a difference between honor and glory. Glory, uh, we can say, especially in a biblical context, is the highest form of honor. And that glory, as we just read in our text for today, it is reserved exclusively for God. So glory, glory, although it's often used synonymously with honor, is indicative of worship especially in a biblical context so glory when we glorify god or when we glorify something we are we are in a place where we are worshiping it where we are saying that it has divine quality and see this is so there is a difference between honor and there's and worship or there's a difference between honor and glory and i love it because god actually allows for us to give honor And God shares honor, but he is not going to share glory. He's not going to share worship. And this is why he says in the passage in verse 8, he says, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other. Come on. Nor my praise to carved idols. Come on. And the fact of the matter is that there are many people in today that they are not just honoring people and they're not just honoring or respecting people, but they're also going to a place where they're trying to share God's glory with idols. And I'm here to tell you that an idol didn't wake you up this morning. Can I keep it real? That something carved out with man's hands did not provide for you. Come on. I'm so glad that we get to serve. I feel it. The true and the, watch this, living God. My God is not dead. He is alive. And although we respect and we love others, the fact of the matter is that they do not deserve the glory. But God allows and he outlines, just for example, uh, different areas where we are to give honor. uh, Number one, he talks about the fact that we are to uh, honor our parents. In the Old Testament, we find in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, in the Ten Commandments, it was declared to Israel. He says, honor your father, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land that the Lord your God gives you. And to the Israelites that was told and that command was given, we are no longer under that law. But every command or every principle that may have been seen in the law that still needs to be observed 
observed by believers or by the church, we find which the church being started uh, after Jesus came and rose and went back to heaven. Then the church started. We're a part of that movement. Just for those who are wondering, what do you mean when you say the church? Uh, And so everything that we are to continue observing, which was from the old, is reiterated upon in the new commandments given to us by God. And so in Ephesians chapter 6, he tells us children obey. This is Paul, one of the founders of the early church. He says, children obey your parents in the Lord. And he says, for this is right. And then he goes on and says, honor them because this is the first commandment with promise. And so that's not an antiquated commandment. We still are to honor our parents. We're supposed to respect them. We're supposed to esteem them. We receive these commands. We are to give them, as we've been titling roses, their roses and their flowers while they can still smell them. And for those who are late to the party and didn't hear week one, I challenge you the fact that many of us, we spend all sorts of money on a, a glorified wood box. And all sorts of flowers, come on, that dead people can't smell. And then we get up and say all sorts of good things about them when they can't even hear them. When God encourages and commands us in this time, everybody say now, to give people their roses while they can smell them. And so we're to honor our parents. We're to, we're to honor our parents. And this is something that's reiterated. And I know even for some of you, your parents have been ho- done horrible things to you. And your parents have been in this place. And, you know, maybe honoring them is where you get to a place where you stop drinking the poison of unforgiveness and hoping for th- something to happen to them. Come on, somebody. Maybe forgiveness is the way. Even if you can't have a relationship with them because of what has happened, sometimes you're just saying, you know what, God, because I want to be right with you and i want to make sure that my life lines up i just need to i need you to deliver me from unforgiveness so that even if they are to the place where they don't want to be connected to me i'm right and my heart is right with you because unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping for the other person to die and then he also talks about giving honor to spiritual leaders who serve and lead well because for some of you, you're like, you know what? Why do we honor pastors? You know, you know, and some of us, some people don't understand the sacrifice and the things that go on in a ministry context and all of the things that we have to sacrifice as leaders in order to do the work of the Lord. And we don't complain because this is a calling. And I'm not just out here, you know, uh, searching and trying to get your honor or your respect. But look at what Paul says. He says, let elders, which are, con- are indicative of spiritual leaders, pastors, he says, as elders who rule well or lead well serve well uh, they are considered worthy of double honor he says especially those who labor in preaching and teaching and so he makes it clear that those who lead well everybody say lead well it's not a blanket statement come on somebody he says that they are worthy of honor they're worthy of being in a place of honor and this is important because we want to understand even as it pertains to this right that that when it comes to honor this does not mean glory and a lot of people we don't just honor our spiritual leaders but we try to glorify them can i just keep it real this morning and god has not called you to kiss the ring of somebody else God has not called you to worship your leaders. God has not called you. I don't want to be in that position because I'm not God. But he says those who labor among you and they do so in a good way that they're worthy of double honor or respect in this regard. This is why we respect and we honor those who serve in leadership. 
But not only this, he also says that we are to honor one another without discrimination. I love it. You know, he says that we're to honor one another. Uh, In fact, I love what he says in Romans chapter 12, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. I'm going to read it. You should write these down and check them out after if you're not able to turn there quick enough, because I want you to make sure that you grab this. He says, let's let, let love be genuine in verse nine, actually abhor what is evil or hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. And then he says, love one another with brotherly affection. And I love this part. Outdo one another in showing honor. What type of atmosphere would we have if we actually live like that? He says, outdo one another in showing honor. So we're called to live in a way where we go out of our way to love on everyone who's in our circle of influence, especially those as we learned in Galatians chapter six. That's the passage that we've been unpacking. Go watch it on YouTube if you if you uh, if you've missed part one and two. But we want to make sure that you understand. He says in terms of conferring honor that we're to outdo one another. And that's the type of environment and atmosphere that we are supposed to operate in. And so let's say this one more time. Say God allows us to receive honor, not glory. God allows for us to receive honor, not glory. And so as we move on, as we talk about this, I want to just continue to establish this. And so we get it and understand here goes. So talking about honor and talking about the importance of honor and giving roses, conferring roses on others. Point number two says honor is the engine of our expectations and the governor of our limitations let me say that again honor is the engine of our expectations and the governor of our limitations in other words you honor in things and people that you expect to be able to receive from in other words if you go into a place and you don't expect something you're not going to confer honor. Honor is the engine. In other words, it's honor that drives our expectation. Some of you, you showed up today and you're like, and you don't expect anything. And the reason why you don't expect anything is because you came in and you're like, "Mm, I just came to church because somebody told me to come to church. And as a result, when you show up, you're not necessarily going to, that's going to limit, that's going to determine what it is that you receive. Because the fact of the matter is that most times our expectations determine what we actually get out of things. Is anybody going to witness with me this morning? I remember when I was in a place and I, you know, when I was younger, you know, there was a, there was a teacher that I had. And you know, you guys know that I well, for some of you, you know that I love music. I'm, I'm, I play, um multiple instruments and when i was a kid i'll never forget they would not let me play in the band and i may have you may have heard me share this before they wouldn't let me play in the band and not only would they not let me play in the band but my teacher he looked at me and he told me he said you're gonna be nothing more than a track runner and a truck driver that's what this teacher told me right some of the west indian parents were like oh my god like you were ready to throw blows like there's no way that you said that And he said this to me, and the fact of the matter is that there's nothing wrong with being a track runner or a bus driver or a uh, truck driver. But at the end of the day, he was saying that or dishonoring me as an individual. And as a result, his expectations of me and from me were low. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? And so consequently, he said these things as an attempt to put a limit on where I was at. 
And so in that environment, I could, I did nothing. I actually believed this stuff and I, and there was a limit on who I was. And there are many of you that based on the behavior of your children, many of us, we dishonor our children. And we say things over them that are dishonoring what in, and when in actuality, even though they're in a place where they may be jacking up or messing up their kids and you need to get to the place where you declare what you expect out of your children. Where even if they're cutting up now and acting up now, the fact of the matter is that the, that honor is the engine of our expectation. And so many of us, you've got to get to the place where we're speaking in this regard over our children. I want to show you about the power of honor. And as I'm talking about it being uh, the, the engine of our expectation and the governor of our limitations. Look, if you will, with me, if you can turn there at Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, we find a story here of when Jesus is going to his hometown. And the Bible says in Matthew 13, and we're going looking at 53, looking at verse 53 and onward. It says, and when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there and coming to his hometown. Everybody say his hometown. He taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished. And said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Tried to tried to shame him. Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And says, are, and are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get these things? And they took offense at him. Because Jesus, uh, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. And in his household, see, they couldn't, ex- they, they didn't expect anything from him. And I'm going to show you in a second the power of this. Watch. They didn't expect anything of him because they knew him. And familiarity with folk oftentimes squelches the honor that we show to them. And so they were, they, there's some folk in your life that can't stand to see you blessed. There's some folk in your life that can't handle you progressing. Maybe I'm only preaching to myself. But the fact is that whenever they see you making moves forward, they always try to say, hey, ain't that Jane's son? Hey, wait a minute. I I used to clean. I used to change your diapers. And they're not saying it just for the historicity of it, but they're saying it because they're trying to pull you down and hinder you from moving forward. And so in this moment, the, 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 they were dishonoring Jesus because, and, they, and consequently, they had a, a lack of expectation based upon the fact that they did not understand what his assignment was in the earth. And that even though he was somebody's brother and somebody's cousin and all of this stuff, that he was placed in the earth to do something magnanimous. And look at this, look at this in the text because he goes on and he says, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his household. And watch this, this is verse 58, this is very powerful. Look, he says, and he did not do many works there because of their unbelief. So Jesus was in a place, he was maybe, he maybe healed like a couple common colds or something, maybe a headache or something. And you know, and, but he could not do anything much there because of their unbelief, because of their dishonor. Honor was not present because they were familiar with him. Man, I wish you would grab this thing. And as a result, because of this, they had no expectation. And this was the governor and the limitation. This determined their limitation. It was the governor, the thing that determined the 
threshold that determined what they would get. He couldn't do much there in this moment. Some of you, you might not even care about this in your cars. And maybe you've never noticed this uh, because you have never tried to speed. Uh, but no perfect people allowed. Hallelujah. I've tried to drive very fast <laughs> before. And there's something on a car. And it's called a governor. Everybody say a governor. And on your car, if you go to a certain speed, it's your, as soon as you get to this speed, it's going to shut off or it's going to kick you back and not allow you to go further. Because that governor determines how fast you're able to go. It's the threshold. It's the governor. It's the limiter. And many of us, we don't realize that the fact of the matter is our dishonor of people and our dishonor of situations and our dishonor of certain things in our lives. Many times, this is the reason why we are not progressing. Because as we're seeing in the, in the word, the fact of the matter is that our, that our limitations are often governed by, the, by whether we honor or dishonor. Even as it pertains to God, when you show up to church on Sundays, are you just showing up to say, I'm punching my card today. I did the church thing and then I'm going home and it's over. Or do you show up with the mindset? You know what? I entered his gates. I feel it with Thanksgiving. I didn't show up. You know, some of us, we show up. We're like, okay, you give me your best shot. Praise and worship leader. Depending on how did you practice this week? That's going to determine whether or not I lift my hands. Okay. You know, if you didn't do as good, I'm going to lift them maybe halfway. You know, I'm not it, depending. You show up and you're like, I had a bad week, so I need somebody to come and show me kindness before I show anybody kindness. Not realizing that oftentimes your breakthrough shows up when you show up and you're kind to somebody else. Even when you're in a place where stuff was jacked up in your life. Do I have a witness on this morning that knows that oftentimes your breakthrough and what you need is in the hands of somebody else. And it happens oftentimes when you are giving honor to people. And this environment, can I just challenge you? I don't know, maybe that you show up and you say, you know what? It don't matter if the praise and worship leader practiced or not. Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter what song they sung. The fact is that I'm alive. And that's a good enough reason for me to give God praise. And so I don't need anybody to pump or prime me or tell me to slap my neighbor and give him a high five. Before I get with what's going on, I showed up to honor the Lord. And the honor is the, the engine of my expectation. And I'm here as a witness to let you know that oftentimes your expectation is what determines what you get out people being healed in this place come on you know man let me tell you this there's there are people that show up every week and they're like man you know stuff is happening to everybody else and nothing's happening to me and we just catch this attitude and we're like oh man i can't believe it and god must not be real and oftentimes the reason why you're not experiencing stuff is not because i'm not getting not this is not one of them prosperity churches that tells you everybody is going to be a millionaire and all this i'm not even telling you none of that but i'm telling you that there are some basic things that you should be experiencing as a christian and many times you're not experiencing it and trust me there are people that are getting delivered there are people that are getting healed there are people that are getting breakthrough there are depressed minds that are being regulated who am i talking to there are bills that are being paid this is happening in our midst and oftentimes we're not getting it because we won't plug in and our expectation is low are you with me I'm just a little excited. Like, that's an angry black man. I ain't angry. I'm just passionate about it. 
because I want to see people walk in victory. I want, does anybody believe, somebody give God praise. If you believe that there's people that are going to walk in victory in the house today. And so we get to the place where we understand this. I mean, you know, we just, just, just get this, get what I'm talking about. And so moving onward. So honor is important. We are to give roses to people. We are to respect people. We are to respect environments and houses. You know, in the fact of the matter is even I tell you this, you don't even have to agree with someone to respect them. Because some people, they think, oh, the only reason I'm going to agree with the only reason I, I'm not honoring you, I'm going to dishonor you because I and disrespect you because I disagree with you. And the fact of the matter is, God is not giving, you are not Jesus. In fact, that's good enough to tell your neighbor, tell him, neighbor, sorry to poop your party. But I just wanted to let you know that your last name is not Christ. At the end of the day, there are many of us and the reason why, man, this is some good stuff if you would grab it. But the fact is that we go around and we judge folk and we turn up our nose and we act all high and mighty. And we think, oh, I'm going to disrespect you because I disagree with you because of your lifestyle is different than my lifestyle. Who am I talking to? Because of what you did is there. So I'm just going to walk around my highfalutin tail and act like I'm the best thing since life's bread. When you forget that the fact of the matter is it was just a few years ago. When your life was in shambles, who am I talking to? It might even have just been a few weeks ago when things are jacked up in your life. And many of us, we get all arrogant and prideful. And the fact, when we forget that even if you disagree with folk, they still, you still should be in a place where you and I respect them. And Christians, we're so known for all that we're against. Everybody knows who you don't like. Who am I talking to? Everybody knows who, oh, the Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said, when half of your life don't even line up with it, but you want to go and point out the one area of somebody else's life. Okay, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not in the right house, but I just wonder if it's about seven people in this place that say, I can't be prideful because I know where he brought me from. Somebody give him praise if he's done great things in your life. Yes, I am trying to throw shade. Thank you, high and mighty and better than everybody else. No perfect people allowed. And so moving onward, I'm almost done. I just got a few more minutes here. Uh, But I want to encourage you. So with that being in mind, I want to go to point number three. Point number three, whether publicly or privately, our generosity must be for God's glory. Now we're shifting to this focus on God's glory because the fact of the matter is that many of us, you're scared about it. And again, as long as you are not worshiping folk, it is okay for you to confer honor and respect upon people. And the, so the fact of the matter is whether publicly or privately, our generosity or our honor must be for God's glory because there's a tension that exists there. There are some people you're like, well, Pastor Andrew... You should not be calling people up on the stage and blessing them and honoring them. You know, you shouldn't be doing that because look at what the Bible says in Matthew chapter six. And you know how you know how people that are critical, they know how to they know all the text that they can use to try and trap you. They don't know any of the good stuff in the Bible. They just know the text that everything they can find to try and tell you you're wrong. Be like, so so who does God actually love then? Like and you're like and you're like, where's that scripture? But they can find all the scriptures that talk about who God don't like. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 and onward. Beware of practicing your righteousness before people in order to be seen by them. 
For then you will have no reward from the from your father in heaven. Then he says, thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised of others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward reward you openly is the context. The problem is this, right? With my last nine minutes and 31 seconds, I want to let you to understand. Some people are like, but the Bible says, when, why are you calling people up to honor them? Why are you doing stuff out front to honor them? Why are you having an honor circle? Why do you respect people openly and honor them openly when the Bible says that your generosity and the honor you confer is supposed to be done in secret and you're not supposed to go and sound a trumpet? Well, the, in the same, in one chapter before this, In Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Whether publicly or privately, our generosity must be for God's glory. Most people know one text, but they don't know the other text to balance it out. What Jesus was combating in Matthew chapter 6 that we read in verse 1 through 4 was not giving necessarily in public or conferring honor in public. He was talking about not doing so in a way that brings and draws glory to yourself. The Pharisees were people that wanted people to look at them and think about how awesome they were because of what it was that they were doing. And many of them were actually horrid people and horrible people behind the scenes. But they were like, look at me. I am fantastic. I do great things. Give me the glory. And this is the way that they were presenting themselves. And so Jesus is like, don't do that. When you do things, when you give generous, generously, when you confer honor on others, do it. Yes, if you do it in public, but do it. Let your light so shine that they may see your good works. And then as a result, glorify your father, which is in heaven. This is how we balance scripture. Cause some people say, Oh, see the Bible contradicts itself. No, you just need to understand the context. Because words or a phrase outside of context is just pretext. Can I teach just a little bit? And many people grabbing one verse and saying, oh, look what the Bible says, but you read it out of context. Come to Lifeline on Thursday. And so with that being said, so it's not, it's about making sure that we're doing this for God's glory, whether publicly or privately, our generosity must be for God's glory. Next, next, number four, my last point, be grateful for honor. But use it as a stage to give God the glory. So consequently, as a result of everything that we've heard, yes, be grateful for the honor. Be grateful when people honor you. You don't have, put away the false humility. Because people talking about, oh no, when somebody says, you did a good job talking about, oh no, you know, glory to God. (laughs) Who me? Or like Brown, if you used to watch the Browns, uh, who me? (laughs) That was hilarious. Who me? But, but you want trying to act for that girl that was telling everybody to sit down, talking about talking about. Oh no! Don't don't stop clapping! Stop clapping! That is so rude and that's so disrespectful. And so many of you extreme Christians that don't receive honor. People talking to you, you can't even have a regular conversation with someone that don't even know Jesus. And they show up to you and say, "Hey, you did a good job." Oh, glory to God! Praise the Lord. They don't know nothing about Jesus, and that's your response. It's okay to say thank you. 
And if they want to find out, then you're able to tell them about the God that enabled you to do so. But you don't got to be extreme. And every person, that, you did a good job. Bust into your February tongue, speaking in other languages, because you want to show how sanctified you are. Just be, it's okay to tell folk, thank you. Glory. You don't got to do all those shucking and jiving and all that crazy stuff. You can tell, and then in a regular voice, you can tell them, you know, well, God is the one that enabled me to do it. In my regular voice, eh? Didn't have to tune up for it. Ha! Well, the Lord, ha! He, he, ha! he's the one. Now, you don't got to do all that. <laughs> so be grateful for honor, but use it as a stage to tell them about the one, the name that's above every name. Come on. The one that is only capable of raising people from the dead. The one, the only one that's capable of saving a sin sick soul. Who am I talking to? The one who created all that we see out of nothingness. Ex nihilo as it's declared. The one who said let there be and there was. Can I talk about my savior? The one who over 2,000 years ago saw us sinking deep in sin but decided he wasn't going to leave us stranded. Who am I talking to? He decided that he would put on flesh and come to the earth that he would be whooped and beaten and pierced in his side and a crown of 72 thorns on his head all in your and my place the one the only one that went to the cross and was and died on the cross but bright and early he got up with all power in his hands that's the one that deserves the glory he deserves it and this is what we do. The old folk used to say, we be careful to give God all the glory and the honor and the praise. Realize and understand it's a dangerous thing to do to be a glory thief. So if you're taking the honor and you're using it for your own glory, then that's a dangerous place to be in. We find in Acts chapter 10, verse 25 and 26, write it down, check it out later. Uh, the fact is that there are Peter, Peter is one of the church leaders and Peter was in a place where he fell, uh, where he went and he was doing ministry in a guy named Cornelius's house. Cornelius has a really cool vision and it's of Peter and ultimately Peter shows up and I'm just summarizing and comes to his house because of this really cool vision of God miraculously calling Cornelius, uh, Peter to Cornelius's house and when Peter shows up Cornelius gets down in a position of worship and Peter picks him up and says hey man I put on my drawers the same way you do bro don't give me any worship and so he says, you, I don't deserve any glory. But not only this, we find that in Acts chapter 14, verse 8 through 18, that the people, when they saw the miraculous stuff that Paul and Barnabas were doing, they were like, look, the gods are among us. And they start getting to a place where they want to make sacrifices towards them because of this. And Paul and Barnabas lose it. And they're like, nah, nothing. I'm not a god. And they don't receive glory because they are able. They're like, yeah, I appreciate what you, you're, you're, I appreciate the honor, but there's only one person that deserves the glory. First Corinthians 10 31. It's a really good passage for us to live with this mindset. So ultimately what I'm talking about is a motive and a heart that when people give you honor, that your heart says, you know what, God, I give you the glory. 
because it's you that does it. First Corinthians 10 31 says, do everything. How many things? Everything to the glory of God. So yes, yes, you can be in a place where you're happy for the honor, but you use it as a stage to give God the glory. Write down 1 Timothy 1 verse 17 and Revelation 5 verse 13. It talks about and reminds us about the fact that God alone deserves the glory. And I love this. I'm going to end on this. In Romans chapter 4, I mean Revelation rather, chapter 4 verse 10 through 11. There's some really cool things that we find there's that we find here a really cool experience and I'm going to unpack this a little bit more later but in in Revelation which is the last book of the Bible for those who are new to Bible the last book of the Bible has some really good imagery in there and it talks about some great things and especially talks about the end of time and in Revelation chapter 4 verse 10 and 11 the Bible says the 20 well actually I'll read from verse 9 Whenever the living creatures, this is a scene in heaven, gave glo- uh, gives glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders, they fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And watch this. They cast their crowns before the throne of God saying worthy are you O lord and god to receive glory worship and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created and so the fact is that here in the passage we see this scene where these these leaders in heaven They're in a position where they're bowed before him, before the throne of God. And they're casting, they have crowns. Only God deserves crowns. No, they had crowns. But look at what they did with their crowns. Did they show show up in front of God and be like, look at how cool I am with my crown? They got before him and ceaselessly they are throwing their crowns down at his feet. There's a guy in Acts chapter 12 who's a king by the name of Herod. And Herod, in Acts chapter 12, verse 20 through 24, he got up and he made a great speech. And he came with great pomp and circumstance. And he was just this, this guy that was in his place. And he gave this great speech. And people looked at him and they were like, oh, this is the voice of a God. And instead of him saying, no, don't glorify me. Grateful for the honor, but glory belongs to God. He didn't hinder it. And the Bible says that God struck him down and he was eaten of worms because he tried to rob God of his glory. And there are a lot of people and there are a lot of things that are happening in our world today and we don't recognize that the reason why a lot of these things is happening is because a lot of people are trying to steal Jehovah's glory. But my glory will I not share. Oh, y'all don't like that with another and there are a lot of people who are out there that are battling God for the throne and I don't know about you but I don't want to fight against God I would rather take my throne my crown and give God the glory with the honor that he allows me to get in this life come on somebody 
come on Thursday at 7 p.m. because I'm going to teach you there are different crowns that we as believers receive as a result of, in terms of literal crowns that we receive and we one day will be in a position like this and I want to teach you about them can't teach you now come on Thursday and we're going to unpack it and discuss it and so I'm ending today with the fact that you know I'm just so grateful that God has called my family back to our city we lived in the states for 14 years in total between grand rapids michigan and then southern california and you know there is a god because when i look at the riverside california where we used to live when i looked at that weather and it's like 80 degrees right now with sun and it's freezing outside you know there's a god because god told me to move back up here and that's the only reason why we were here we're we're, we're up here is because god told us to do so but i give him praise because of all that has transpired today Raquel after service is going to be baptized which we're so excited about come on give God praise right Raquel was invited by Dwayne and Jessica somebody that they grew up with or that she grew up with Jessica grew up with and it's incredible to me because this is like a chain reaction Dwayne, uh, Dwayne and Jessica we were able to not only counsel them, marry them, baptize them, but also they were invited by Laura, who's not even here right now because she's traveling. But it's a chain reaction because one person obeys the command of God to go out and tell somebody else, come on somebody, and one person's life is changed. And it traces back to my family saying yes to God, leaving the comforts of the sunshine to come to this to come back home to Toronto to plant this church where now so many people gather on a Sunday and so many people's lives have been impacted and changed and we and people say thank you pastor thank you Jessica and Dwayne and then Raquel I got to meet one of her friends recently who's here at the church now because of Raquel's invitation thank you Raquel And we are able to say, yes, thank you. We honor you for making these decisions. And we respect you for going out of your way to invite people so that they can experience life change. But Pastor Andrew and Pastor Chantel, the Beresford family doesn't deserve the glory. Dwayne and Jessica don't deserve the glory. Raquel doesn't deserve the glory. There's only one person that we give the glory and his name is Jesus. And we thank him because he is the one who has initiated and is responsible for all of the life change. And he lets us be able to just be a part of it. So I wonder if there's anybody in this place as we get ready to to leave. If you can just stand with me on your feet. And today I want us to give God a standing ovation. Come on. Can we give God a standing ovation in this moment? Come on. Can we just give God a standing ovation? Somebody make some noise for Jesus. Come on. Can we just celebrate? Let's just honor him in this moment. God, we glorify you. 
God, we honor you. Come on. God, we tell you, thank you. There is none above you, God. This is all you're doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Thank you for life change. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for all the lives that will be impacted. All because of you. You deserve it. Somebody shout and give God a praise. may be seated you deserve the glory and the honor so I lift my hands in worship to praise your holy name and you deserve the glory yes Lord and the so we lift our hands in worship to praise your holy name for you are great you do miracles so great and there is no one else like somebody join me in worship today and there is no one else like and you are great and you do miracles so great and there is no one else like like you